the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning and welcome in. Did you miss me? It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Took what felt like a month off so that I could uh, kind of recharge some batteries. It's an industry that really burns you out. Hopefully you didn't panic. I never panic. Don't get greedy though either. It's one of my downsides. Like I can go on vacation. It could be the most exotic, wonderful location. I'm like, eh. I've seen a bug with a million armors before. Positive sentiment is the start of the week phrase that pays. This is the second half of the first of 2013. I think that in of itself is a story today. I know you're saying, weak, boo, we want more. You've been gone, and we want more than a report card. I'm not saying I'm just going to give you a report card. But I am saying that we should look back and see how we did. In large part, I think it was pretty darn good. The Dow Jones Industrial Average for the first six months of the year was up 13.7%. The SP 500 was up 12.6%. The NASDAQ was up 12.7%. The Russell 2000 up 15%. You tell me anywhere else in the world you can get those kind of returns when we had a new president elected. We had payroll taxes hike up. We had higher taxes on the rich. We will have higher taxes on Obamacare. Higher capital gains taxes. You had the sequestration cut of hundreds of millions of dollars of spending. We've got the boogeyman in Iran. We've got North Korea threatening nuclear war. Why are we doing so good? You know, is it Ben Bernanke saying, I'm going to taper? On one hand, that's bad news. He's going to cut down the debt purchases. And that should hurt the housing market because it should drive home mortgages higher, as it has. We've had the 10-year Treasury go from 1.6% to 2.2%, and that's really good news for those people who are looking for an economy to work. It's really bad news for those people who are looking for that cheap finance, easy money. 
The 10-year now sits at 2.52%. An enormous move. An enormous move in mortgage rates. All things considered, I'm pretty pleased. You know, again, I'm not jump up and down. I'm not doing anything silly. I'm saying it wasn't that... The bad news didn't translate. It didn't work, per se. Will it in the future? It certainly could. Worst quarter ever for gold on record that I could find. Maybe back in the 60s there was one worse, down 23%. We'll talk about this and much, much more on the show today. Now that we've talked about the first half of the year doing better than expected, and hopefully you see that's how Wall Street works. There was a wall of worry and Wall Street climbed it. Let's talk a little bit about today. Positive sentiment. Markets are opening higher. The Dow's up 164. NASDAQ up 48. SP 500's up 18. 10 year Treasury bond sits at 2.5. Gold making a respectable comeback after getting murdered. Since that's up 16 to 2040. Uh, 12.40. <laughs> that's a big difference. Now, oil, sticky. Shouldn't it be this high, but it is. Oil sits at $96 a barrel. Hard data is arguably mixed. Nevertheless, supposedly accounts for the improved tone out there. China, the HSBC index dropped to 48.2, reading 40.9, reading 49.2. The Chinese manufacturing is actually in recession. The implications for global economy are dire because they're the number two economy. If they're not manufacturing, the world isn't consuming. Similar surveys for uh, South Korea, Indonesia, Australia, and Taiwan are all also in contraction territory. Andy came in at a less than impressive 50.3 reading. Oh, i got a big announcement coming up in about three minutes. European markets are currently up seven-tenths of a percent today. The U.S. manufacturing survey is out. That's something we will take a quick look at and see how it helps America. Our manufacturing has actually been enormously benefited because our infrastructure is pretty good in the United States. Not great. But our low cost of fuel now, or lower cost as we continue to dig for oil, dig for natural gas, is giving our manufacturers an advantage over international manufacturers because our shipping costs for our manufacturers are lower than international shipping costs. Construction spending rose one half percent in May. U.S. ISM factory index improved to a 50.9% rating. June ISM unemployment, 48.7% rating. All pretty good numbers. What else do we have to talk about? Ten-year bond, you know, a lot of people want it to creep back to 1.7%. I don't think I see that happening. BlackBerry falls more. BlackBerry got murdered on Friday. Down to $10.22. Several brokers downgraded the shares of the company. First quarter results were reported on Friday. They're just not selling enough their new phones. Are they internet roadkill on the superhighway? I do think they are. Can they be acquired? Yes. Can they move higher? Yes. Apple was upgraded strong by today from Outperform. I don't know that one was. Apple was upgraded to a strong buy from Outperform by Raymond James. In a note before the opening bell, Tavis McCourt called his belief that the near-term financial trends will stabilize and then improve following the June quarter, which was ended over the weekend. 
He raised his iPhone shipment estimates for the June period by 1 million to 28 million units, citing increased promotions by U.S. carriers. He said sentiment's bad, make that horrible in the institutional investor community, and ultimately, you kind of need that so that the feedstock for performance can be sown. Apple shares up this morning on that upgrade. I own shares of Apple for legal considerations. Up 2.25% today. Other stories of note, Onyx Pharmaceuticals, they rejected a $10 billion, $120 cash offer from Amgen. Onyx characterizes the price as significantly undervaluing. They've got a great melanoma drug in the pipe. Ford, they agreed to fix sticky throttles on Taurus and Sable models through 2000-2003 years. The automakers and regulators have received about 100 complaints about the throttles with five crashes, but no injuries being reported in connection with the problem. Nokia in the news today. They're going to buy out Siemens shares of their network equipment joint venture for $2.2 billion, a lower price than analysts expected, so it's positive for Nokia. Walt Disney's Monsters University kept the top spot at the weekend box office for the second straight weekend with $46.1 million in North American ticket sales. Sony had a disappointment with its White House down, which garnered a less than expected $25.7 million. Amazingly crazy trailer. Heard a joke, I think on The Onion, that the amazing Iron Man 3 trailer is going to be made into a movie, which is cute, right? We all hate trailers now. They give away too much of the movie! Amazon's going to begin a bidding service for high-end art. Good news, I'm starting a new show today on Cron 4, Mondays only, at 11 a.m. You can watch me on Cron 4, Mondays only at 11 a.m. in the Bay Area. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. You can find me online at robblack.com. Welcome back in. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I think this is good news. I'm restarting, relaunching Rob Black and your money today on Crown 4 TV at 11 a.m. Do me a favor and watch. Do me a bigger favor. Email Crown 4 and let them know that you like it or dislike it. The show is going to feature the best financial planning, business, and stock market news. It's also going to have Ask the Expert make a big return. It will be posted to my website. It will be posted to YouTube. It will be posted on Facebook pages and all throughout CrowdForce properties. The goal is to expand it into two days and then into four days. I'm a quality control guy. I'd rather do less than more. Anyhow, do me the favor. I do you the favor, I think, by working my butt off for you. You get what I'm asking for in return. Anyhow, got a seminar coming up that if you sign up for in the next couple weeks, it's absolutely free. It's in Marin, San Rafael. It's in early August, but you have to get the free code for it by emailing me. And we're only going to do the free code for a couple weeks. Email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. It's one of the first Thursdays in August. It's a retirement planning event. And uh, early sign-ups will be rewarded with a free sign-up code. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
Let's take a look at the market numbers to start the day. The S&P 500 is up to 18. The Dow is up 163. The Nasdaq is up 48. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. How are you today, Chad? Great. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. It's always good to have you in studio talking financials, talking money with me. You often say that you can't start a financial plan without a budget. Now, again, there's a lot of things you need to know about money. Budgeting is one of them. It's probably uh, close to the top of the things that you need to know. Budgeting and goals. Yeah, I mean, you know, a true financial planner, true fiduciary that's going to actually create a financial plan for you is going to be very cash flow oriented which means long-term cash flow projections, long-term projections of even your tax bracket. And you can't possibly figure out whether or not you've saved enough or how much you have to save until you know what you're spending now and what you're going to spend in retirement until you've created a budget. I mean, I can't, I can't do anything for people until I know what their expenses are. You know what I mean? Right, unless, right. Unless, they, unless I can look at their portfolio and say, oh, you have way more than you need to retire on, I need a budget. It's, it's one of the metrics that you use to say, are you meeting your expectations in retirement? Are you meeting your goals or not? So younger people just really need to move slowly and buy what you can afford. That's the, that's the first thing about budgeting when you're younger is buy what you can afford. Don't buy what your parents already have. Buy what you can afford because people are going to be judging you by the size of your portfolio when you retire, not the type of car you drive. So you're saying the size does matter? Of the portfolio? Right. Definitely. Absolutely. So budgeting, you just brought up a concept. There's retirement budget, but there's also a pre-retirement budget. It's for simpler terms, a pre- like my lifestyle, I need a budget. I need to make sure that I'm not spending more than my paychecks. Yeah, well, you've got to look at the budget and see how long certain things are projected for. You can't just look at your budget if you have young kids right now, especially in the Bay Area if you're in an area where you're using private school. That expense isn't going to be there forever. So some certain expenses, uh, private education, certain kids' costs, you know, the ballet every month, the soccer costs, that's going to go away at some point. But other things come back in in retirement that you've got to project as well. Like most people spend more money in the first five years of retirement than, than when they're their last five years of working because they're, they're doing either the honey-do list or the vacation dream list or buying the RV or the second home. All of that has to be projected. So you have to sit down and say, what do I want my retirement to be like? Am I really going to be happy if I just quit working at age 60 or 65? Do I have hobbies? Do I have things that, that excite me, that I'm passionate about, that I want to do? And how do I fund that? You know, how do you make money work for what you really want your life to be like? So I get the whole Rob Black's lifetime budget. You know, I get what I'm spending, what I'm not spending, what I'm saving, what I'm not saving. Um, I use Mint.com, which stands for MoneyIntelligence.com. It helps me with a budget because it tracks all my spending, Yeah, which yeah. is basically what a budget is. Track your spending first and foremost and then start, you know, adding other lines into that budget. Now, what do you think about Mint.com? Um, I think, uh, you know, if you can get past the first couple of quarters where it's kind of monotonous, you got to make sure things get categorized the right way. Sometimes if you're using certain cards, things can get double booked. So there's some definitely some weekly cleanup that you want to do for the first couple of months on Mint. And then, and then hopefully it gets automated for you. You sign up your credit cards and, and debit cards, and then it tracks your spending and helps you categorize that. And then you can see how you're doing versus other families in your same kind of zip code area. You know, are you spending more or less? Are you cool with uh, using an online tool like Mint.com or yeah. tracking your finances and you're not worried about hackers? Yeah, the, the, the thing that I've seen is, first of all, most credit cards and bank cards, you're going to have that $50 limit or you're you know, responsible for maybe the first 50 bucks, but you got to keep an eye on it in case something happens so you can shut it down. Most of the bad cases of identity theft that I've seen have to do with mail. Okay. You know, the, people that 
sign up their credit cards online, as long as they have a, a, a pretty recent computer right. with spyware and adware that you're constantly, you know, set your computer up so you're doing a screen every night, obviously. Um, it, I think it's a lot safer to pay checks online than to write checks. Okay. And and I'm not worried about the, the online theft, but, you know, go ahead and get your identity theft insurance if you want to. So we need to wrap this up a little bit sooner rather than later. We talked a little bit pre-retirement budget. Let's talk post-retirement budget. What are some of the surprises that people need to start allocating for that, that expense? Your dreams, first of all. So you've got to make sure you sit down now and dream what you want your retirement to be like that and budget for that. But don't forget, you've got health care costs. Medicare insur- medical insurance isn't free when you turn 65. You have Medicare. You've got to pay for Medicare Part B. That's 115 or so a month or more if you're a successful person and, and have a higher income. And you've got taxes. Most of the money people are retiring with are in their 401K. So you've got a million dollars in your 401K. That's really only 700 grand after taxes. Right? Absolutely. And then inflation, that's the biggest one. Healthcare costs are going up at five to six percent. The value of a dollar is cut in half every eighteen years, so you can't assume that your your income will be level in retirement. You've got to be able to increase it with inflation. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com. He is a CFP. So the second half of the year has begun. Yay. First half of the year was very strong for developed markets, very weak for undeveloped or emerging markets. Asia rallied overnight, Shanghai gained, Japan rallied. This is good. As far as report card goes, we definitely get an A- minus for the first half of the year. Good numbers. Don't forget, i got a new show starting today on Channel 4 Cron. I'm also going to be sitting in for CFP Chad Bird today at 1 p.m. on this very radio station. Watch me today on Cron 4 at 11 a.m. Rob Black and your money. Find out more information. Go to my Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. The Bond Star. You've got a powerful connection to help wherever you go. 790-8800. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I try to mix up the show as much as I can to bring you business news, economic news. Try to throw in a slate of investments. ideas. But one of the biggest things I can teach you is stop making mistakes. I know you know this, but sadly it takes a college degree to accept it. And what do I mean by that? Generic drugs are just as effective as labeled drugs. If you ever buy Tylenol versus CVS Tylenol, you're basically just throwing money away. I'm not saying I always go with the generics. I'm not saying I don't feel sexy and get the brand name. I'm saying financially it makes no sense to pay full price. And there was a study recently released that said a college degree is all the difference. 
people with college degrees say, okay, I trust that. People without college degree go, man, not so much. Let's switch over to housing real quick. Double-digit gains in home prices are not sustainable. Are they sustainable through this year? Yeah. Are they sustainable early next year? Yeah. That still won't bring us back to our all-time highs in 2006, depending on what markets you're in. Prices continue to rise. The recent reading of 12.1% year-over-year housing will be overvalued relative to rents within the next few months. It's cheaper to buy right now than to rent because the taxes that you get, the tax deductions, the low interest rates. If mortgage is settling at their current 4.2% level, now again, 60 days ago, you could have got a 30-year mortgage for 3.2-3.5%. Mortgage servicing costs can rise another 2-3% of income each year if they settle in right here at 4.2%. That's a lot of your income. Home prices gains have already made it harder for investors to find bargains. It's going to take some time before traditional homeowner demand makes up for the decline in investor demand. This should slow the pace of home price gains. Inventory seems to have bottomed out recently as sellers are starting to return in greater force. Those are three reasons why housing should go lower in the next 12 to 18 months. Now again, you don't have to believe me. It could taper the overall effects of the positives from low interest rates. A lot of the investors are going to step to the sideline as the, you know, it's better time to convert to rentals. I own a house. I own multiple properties. And I want things to slow. A female Cirque du Soleil performer died Saturday night after falling during a performance of Caw at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. She was 31 years old, mother of two children ages 8 and 5. She fell nearly 50 feet in a fatal high-wire accident. Guillard Guillot was one of the artists suspended by a wire from the show's vertical stage in the show closing final battle scene. She basically slipped free of her safety wire. She dropped to the open unseen pit below. This is clearly tragic. There's no humor in this. The investment lesson again is tragedies happen. Be prepared for them. She clearly had some sort of life insurance probably tied towards her work. Hopefully she had more. She's only 31. She only got to work 11 years of her life. She's got two children. I don't know if she was a single mother. I don't know her husband's in the business. Um, it's really tough to, you know, know some of this. With great humility and respect, you know, an artist dying way too young. She was part of the original cast of Ka since 2006. Disability insurance, what if she had fallen and not been able to work ever again? So, life insurance, disability insurance for worst case scenarios. I don't have to make a big story out of that. You get it. I know you did. Three out of four Americans thought Kim and Kanye's baby name was a hoax. I totally get that. When you heard the kid's name was going to be Knorth and his last name is West, you're like, there's no chance to name their kid Northwest. So, 
After the Baby West was born and reported five weeks early, rumors and bets began to swirl about the possible name. Everyone knew the Kardashian clan liked to keep the K letter in their names. Names, guesses ranged from Christ to Cadence Donda West. Kim Ye's baby name was finally revealed as Knorth by a leaked birth certificate. That poor kid. That's all I'm going to say. Now, great, it's wonderful that you get two uh, multi-millionaires. Anyhow, you get it. Other stories that we're working on, stock market. June's ISM manufacturing number came in at a 50.9 rating versus 50.5 expectations. Prior was 49, so manufacturing is expanding in the United States. Construction spending is expanding in the United States. Those are both good news. Strength today is in financials, healthcare, materials, and technology. That's good news. First half of the year was great as far as market returns. A lot of that's building in a stronger second half. But a lot of it was also multiple valuation expansion. History reports to a stronger second half rally. What happened four months ago could be the biggest driver of where we end up six months from now. I know you're saying, what happened four months ago? Well, first and foremost, the crux of the call of a stronger second half doesn't mean that it will. But a Fed-centric, uber-volatile marketplace is one of the most powerful factors that we could look at. Every time since World War II that the S&P 500 was up in January and February, the market's gone on to post a full positive full-year return 26 out of 26 times. History's on our sides. The average total return was about 24%. History on our side. So with us up about 14% in the first half, we technically have 10% on the other side of this still to go. Does that mean it'll happen? No. As the market's done well, people tend to go, hey, that market's done pretty well. I want to put some money into it. So you tend to chase performance. Short-term interest rates have gone from very, very low to low. And what I mean by that is we've gone from 1.6% to 2.5%. Now, that's exponentially a big jump. But you also throw away that 1.6% because that was extremely low. You look at the history and say around 3.5%, and yeah, we're below that. So work with me on this. Don't find a reason to hate me. Work with me on this. I started this segment by talking a little bit about some of the biggest mistakes we make. In savings are mistakes. You know, one of the things you have to watch out for is stupid things that you spend money on. And we all do it. We all have bad habits. Hopefully we can stop some of those bad habits. Some of those bad habits include smoking, drinking, um, splurging. I know you're saying splurging. Yeah, splurging's a pretty bad habit in my book. So be cautious. Again, I'm not telling you, like, be super cheap. But this all adds up. And what I mean by that is it all adds up. Bad habits aren't cheap. It's a staggering cost, in fact. A cigarette here, a few drinks there, potato chips here. All those little carrots and nuggets add up. 
and maybe that's all you need to save money for retirement, is cut down on some of your bad habits. If you smoke cigarettes, you typically spend about $2,555. 30 years of not smoking is $201,000. Cigarettes retail for basically $5 to $12 a pack. If you drink alcohol, your cost is minimum $1,560. Not minimum, but the average. If you save that money after 30 years of compounding interest, it's $123,000. You've got poor eating habits. It could be anywhere between 400 bucks and potato chips to $5,000. You could also bring on heart disease and type 2 diabetes, which are expensive. So by not eating junk food, you can keep your clothing costs lower. You can keep your health care costs lower. You can keep your insurance costs lower. And that all adds up to about $385,000 for being healthy. So if you're dating a skinny well-fit person, you might make a little bit more money in your lifetime if you marry that person. Overspending costs us about $1,200 a year. We're wired to spend. That's about $94,000, almost $95,000 over 35 years. Procrastinating. People put things off. They don't sign up for their 401k. They lose $50 monthly to an unused gym membership that you wanted to cancel. $600 a year. People who procrastinate cost themselves about $50,000 ultimately. $600 a year, $50,000 ultimately over 30 years. So right there, if you take the average person, $50,000, and $40,000, $620,000, $640,000, $800,000 in just bad habits. Don't forget, I got a show launch today on Channel 4 Cron. Woo! 11 a.m. Tune in. Television. Rob Black. 30 minutes back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I try to keep things practical. History says stick with stocks. I want you as an investor to stop making mistakes. There's a lot of great picks by being practical. There's some dogs as well. It comes with the territory. There's a portfolio, basically, that you should have in your head called practical investing. You know, a conservative spender gains on the sale of things that they didn't overpay for. A home can be an effective savings plan. You pay yourself rent. You gain a little bit of equity every year in theory, as long as prices stay stable, but you do lose to inflation. 
a lot of people show you how they did great they did in real estate historically real estate averages six percent and after inflation averages about three percent in eighty seven years that Ibbotson has tracked market history big company stocks have returned just under ten percent annualized in any given year the market rarely clocks in precisely at ten percent so you have to know that's a mean or that's an average. So in the two-decade period that ended in 1999 through 2010, the market retained returned nearly twice the long-term average of 17.9%. So for those of you who are like, yeah, the market's going down. So it's not. A lot of great companies still sell at reasonable prices. You don't have to be a genius to understand that you're investing in capitalism. Now, again, is it something that I absolutely positively say everyone should do? No. A lot of you aren't comfortable with stocks. And I get that. Run, hide. There's a boogeyman. The thing in the sink's going to get you. I got an email from a woman during my holiday break. And it's kind of sad because her name's Fen, F-E-N, which clearly has an Asian slant to it, right? Her last name, I'm not going to say, but it's also Asian. And what happened was she basically worked with a guy who has a financial firm named Dragon blah, 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 blah. So she's got an Asian angle. She's working with a guy who's got an Asian last name who happens to have an Asian-themed business tied towards financial information. got a lot of good reviews on Yelp. The sad thing is Yelp's not the place to get your reviews on financial people. FINRA, if they sell insurance, is F-I-N-R-A dot org. It'll take you a little time to figure it out, but you basically do a broker check on that person, and you find out if they've had regulatory issues. This guy did. He'd been fired from a job for not following compliance. What's that mean? Enough customers complain that he Put him that they put him. He was they were put into bad products by this guy. So Finn's like, yeah, it's it's a shame because I'd given him a lot of money and he was going to do six meetings with me. Like the guy was fired because he was so bad at what he was doing, and now he works for this dragon company, which is a division of another company, which is like the lowest common denominator of anyone to have a business and financial issues. The guy is not. Top notch. He's not well educated. So she has a bad referral with him. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, let me talk to you. And, you know, I'm like, I need information about you if I can give you, you know, do you need a CFP or not? Now, she's pretty secretive. She doesn't want her financial wealth known. And if you don't want to let your wealth known, you're never, ever going to get far in life. Because you have to disclose material information if you're going to work with a financial professional. Things like your income, things like your spouse, your health. Do you have children? Do you not have children? What's your 401k worth? What's your Roth worth? And she sent back this like vague answer of reasonable, small, reasonable. What's reasonable? You can't have people help you. So, like to me, a reasonable amount when you retire is a million dollars because that will pay you 
forty to sixty thousand dollars a year. But that's not reasonable unless I know your budget and your health care and your insurance. Do you need long term or not? Does it run in your family or not? So you may need two million. You may need more than that. So she was just too vague with me, and she had worked with this other guy, and I don't really want to get too much into that kind of scenario of be careful, and by the way, here's some good advice. Unless you're going to give me pertinent data, I can't help you. That's one of the reasons why you shouldn't take advice from anyone on the radio is because we don't know your pertinent data. Your age, your income, your assets, your liabilities. I know a person who makes maps for a living. I, I assume salary is somewhere 60 to 80, right? Question mark. Like, that's probably the max you can get for making maps. In Oklahoma City, that's awesome. In Denver, that's awesome. In Seattle, that's pretty good. In the Bay Area, that's not a lot of money. One of her assets is she was good looking and she was able to dance on the side. She was able to kick that 60 to 80 up to 100 to 120. But that asset will fade with time. So you really got to get to know people if you're going to do a good job in this industry. We're watching the 10-year treasury, roughly at 2.5%. We're watching the dollar against other weak currencies. A strong dollar against weak currencies isn't really a strong dollar. It's the best of, of ugly. It's a four-tooth woman versus a two-tooth woman versus a one-tooth woman versus a no-tooth woman. Four is better than none. Coming up today, I'm launching again Rob Black and Your Money on Cron 4 from 11 a.m. to 11.30. Watch it live. Give me feedback. I'll be asking for your feedback at 4listensatcron.com or rob at robblack.com. It's going to be a little rusty. It's been a couple years since I've done a 30-minute show. should expand into two days, into four days, by 2014. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Attention business owners and descent. Skyway musical instruments being bought by a private traffic. This area update is brought to you by Garm. There's a place you can go. <laughs> Your place for great music. You're worried about side effects. My search for a safe, natural alternative. If you drive a pre-owned GM. Quick, I need a concordance. Here's four. Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm going to be launching a new show on Cron 4 today. It's an, a relaunch, a reboot, a reimagination of the show that I once did for Cron 4 for eight plus years called Rob Black and Your Money. I took it off because people didn't seem interested in it. Then through the years, I found that people loved it. They just didn't, sh- you know, act upon their interest. It's critically important whether you like radio or television that you support it. Even if you don't support it with your advertising spending, with the advertisers, call management and let them know that there's listeners out there. Send them emails. So if you want to send feedback, go to kdow.biz and find out about that. But today I'm launching a show on Channel 4 Cron. I'm not quitting radio. I wasn't fired last week. I was on vacation. Anytime I launch a new project, I take some serious downtime to meditate, relax, chill, Breathe. Everything that you should do before you launch a new project. Um, there's not that much today in news as far as stories. I think the biggest one would be tied towards a biotech takeover that's not going to happen. 
other than that, it's kind of... Yeah. Onyx Pharmaceuticals rejected a $10 billion offer from Amgen, saying that they think it's significantly undervalued. Ford's going to fix some sticky throttles on their Taurus and Sable models. Nokia's buying Siemens shares of their network and equipment. Joint venture for $2.2 billion. Walt Disney's Monsters University kept the top stop, kept the top spot at the market. Strangely, I almost want to see it. You know, through the years, you get to the point of, like, those Disney films are pretty darn good. Never seen one in a theater. Maybe it's time. Maybe not. Sony, ticker symbol SNA, had a very disappointing White House down, garnering only $25 million. You know, who wants to see the White House blow it up? Yeah, we kind of saw that on 9-11. Not exactly the White House, but we know what bad looks like. Amazon's going to begin a bidding service for high-end art. Amazon potentially getting a CIA deal to set up a network. A cloud offering is a huge one because it's a $600 million offer. That's a game changer. Berkshire Hathaway top Barron's annual survey of the most respected companies, followed by Disney, Apple, Google, and Coca-Cola. That means something. As much as you can get angry and get upset with a company like Apple, you can also be honest and say, you know, they make a pretty good product, all things considered. So we start the second half of the year by reviewing the first half of the year. The first half of the year was glorious. A little hallelujah. Cue the hallelujah. Not the hallelujah like... Hallelujah, hallelujah. My favorite John Bon Jovi's version of it. I want it to be a Bon Jovi. I want it to be Robert Bon Jovi. I want it to join the band tour. But no such luck. I'm talking like, hallelujah. Like we had that good of a first quarter. Can you dig it? We had that good of a second quarter. Overall, for the first six months of the year, Dow is up 13, almost 14%. The S&P 500 up 12.6%. The Nasdaq up 12%. Russell 2000 up 15%. The story there is the small cap in America doesn't have European exposure. The small cap company in America doesn't have Asian exposure. Now, some of them do, but most of them don't. So small cap America is number one. We are number one. And always teach your children to chant USA, 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 because there's nothing more gratifying than having a little home field support. So the first half of the year is particularly impressive considering what we've battled through. We've battled through consumers potentially spending less because of higher payroll taxes. I've seen it in my paycheck. I think you have too. We've had Ben Bernanke. He's going to quit. Is he not going to quit? Is he going to taper? Is he not going to taper? He's going to raise interest rates. Is he not going to raise interest rates? We've had a slow economy. And that reminds me of that Comcast commercial or they're talking about DSL speeds or something like that. I, I may be even making up the commercial, showing you how little commercials actually work. Where the guy goes, how fast is your internet? And he goes, slow. That's, that's our economy. It's not good, but it's getting better. Worst quarter ever for gold. I don't know if you remember, but... About two months ago, a jerk emailed me who happens to work at Ameriprise, which is a joke of a company. In my opinion, if you're going to work with financial planning people or financial professionals, don't work at the one that's going to hire your uncle. You know, the uncle that every Thanksgiving gets a little bit too much, how shall we say, alcohol on his breath. He's got big old grabby hands. 
It's kind of got that red blemish, 24-7, 365. I like Ameriprise. It used to be American Express Advisors, but not for me and not for people that I care about. They'll hire too many people that they want to push their product. So this idiot, who happens to work in Redwood City, emailed me and he goes, I don't understand why you don't like gold. Look at all the world's problems. China, Europe, Ben Bernanke supporting the economy of the United States. We've had those problems for three years. Deal with what's out there. In the end, capitalism works pretty good. Does that mean we won't face problems from what Bernanke's doing? We probably will be. I think some home prices have gone up too far too fast. I think some sellers coming to the market is going to hurt that market. I think higher interest rates is going to hurt that market. I think a lot of people are going to push forward their purchases, which is going to hurt future purchases. But for the short term, it's a go, 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 go. Let's go, go, go on an adventure. I know you're saying, too much sugar, puffy things this morning. You know what bummed me out as a kid? And that just shows you what type of kid I was. The rabbit never got the cereal. Super Cocoa Krispies bird never got the cereal. Wiley Coyote never got the Roadrunner. I'm not saying that I pull for underdogs, but it's just kind of cruel. It's pretty much my favorite animal. Wiley Coyote deserved to have good products from Acme not blow up on him every single time. The rabbit, those kids would always go, Steely rabbit, chicks are for kids. That rabbit should pick up an axe and show those kids a lesson or two. Show them the legend of the bloody bunny tail. I don't think kids should mock animals. Throw them into the wood chip of those kids. They're just mean. They're going to grow up to be mean adults. Anyway, BlackBerry shares plunge again. Their touchscreen model flops. That's good news for Apple and good news for Samsung. Probably good news for Google as well. Disney's Monster University number one at the movie weekend. That's good news for Disney. Fox is publicly traded today. Their News Corp and Fox is splitting up. Fox, obviously, the media studio side of it, a little bit sexier. They're coming out with a sports channel. Woo! Finally, a competitor to ESPN. If you watched ESPN recently, they're starting to do a lot of replays of replays. Cost cutting. Um, other big stories of note today? None. Ladies and gentlemen, go home. Fire up the television. I'm going to be on Channel 4 Crime today at 11 to 11.30 every Monday for the foreseeable future until I'm fired. Should expand to two days, four days a week. I used to do a five-day-a-week show, and I gave it up because no one was interested. You have to let management know when you're interested. 11 to 11.30 day on Crown 4. More news at Facebook. More news at Twitter. Stay tuned. You're listening to Rob Black and Money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM. That is not... Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Black Ferry was a big loser on Friday. They continue that today. But Friday, they were down 28%. A lot of people were betting on that their smartphone shipments would increase, that their new BlackBerry 10 would do well. They sold 2.7 new BlackBerry 10s. They're expected to sell 3.6 million. Company shipped 6.8 million overall phones. Expectations were about 7.5 million. So the big loss was in the new BlackBerry 10, the higher margin product. It's a pretty big disaster. I don't like tech disasters. I'd rather go with leaders in tech than second-rate players. I'd rather go with young in tech that might grow up than companies that continually mess. Because tech is littered with smaller, cheaper, faster. And the lifespan of a tech company is not quite like the lifespan of a cracker company. When you miss on units and gross margins in tech, you may not get back up. You were just hit by a speeding vehicle known as the Internet Superhighway Bus. And it doesn't get easier from there because you're working off a lower base. You look at some tech copies that try to reinvent themselves. Intel's coming out with some sort of television media product. All I can say is, what the heck? Right? Disney's Monsters University returns to the number one mo- weekend movie. We'll talk about these kind of issues and more. Do not fret, little boy, for I am here to help you with investing. We have, what do we have as far as market numbers today? That's a good question. The SP 500 is up 18, the NASDAQ's up 45, the Dow up 152. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, it's been a period of time where we've had a bad economy for what feels ever. We've had a credit implosion in the United States. We've had a housing bust. We've had a tech bust. We've had Europe slow down and Europe maybe fall apart, the European Union. Um, It's all created lower interest rates around the world because as we panic, we put cash into safety, i.e. bonds and government debt, and that's pushed the yields incredibly low, one and a half, one point six, two percent. That's pushed mortgage rates low and borrowing costs lower for corporations. So that's what the, that's what central banks are trying to do. They're trying to make money cheaper. And whether or not that's going to be good in the long term, it's yet to be seen because right now we're in a kind of a world rush to devalue currencies so that they can kind of reflate out of the situation and, and get their economies growing again. So everybody's kind of, you know, we went for many years on a dollar downtrend, and lately the dollar's been up. Um, but what better time to take your higher currency and start taking advantage of overseas opportunities slowly over time as, as things start to improve overseas? With that said, it's on one hand, it's bad because the yield is so low, but on the other hand, it's a safety issue. On the other hand, it's also going to encourage a lot of growth down the road. As an investor who's 60, you hate low interest rates. As an investor who's 20 or 30, you've got to love those low rates. Yeah, and especially what you also have to look at is the general earnings yield on S&P 500 stocks versus the 10-year treasury yep. and what that spread is. Because typically, the higher the spread, the higher P-E ratio could be warranted about that. But it makes the bond side of the portfolio for retired people even more confusing because the interest rate or the, the, the income out of those portfolios have dropped. The prices are at all-time highs. There will be a period of time where interest rates will reverse. Inflation will tick up because of everybody printing money where you might end up having to have extra cash, higher dividend-paying stocks, and even short the, the mid- to long-term treasuries. 
There will be a time where that happens. What's fascinating about what you're saying right now, and this is fascinating to me and not to everyone, but I remember 12, 13 years ago on radio and television saying, anytime the 10-year treasury is over 4, 5, 6%, you buy bonds. Anytime it's under 4, 3%, you definitely buy stocks. Yeah. That seems antiquated. You got to watch the bond market. It's smarter smarter than the stock market. A a sovereign country's bonds will tell you when there's a crisis sooner than their stock market will. Absolutely. But you can't use that. I mean, that was written in stone. Yeah. You know, 6% on 10 year you buy bonds. You don't think stocks because that's a great safe return. Mm -hmm. Anything under 4% you buy stocks because you got to take that risk because the safety of 3% yields on a 10 year treasury isn't going to keep up with inflation. Yeah. So, you know, if we if we look at any kind of a growth situation, stocks could be underpriced. But what you have to look at then is not only the earnings yield versus the 10-year treasury, but margins in companies. Because commodity prices have come down, productivity is way up. So margins have expanded to an all-time high versus GDP. And if if commodity prices go up as a result of a falling dollar, that could that could kind of squeeze margins. So you have to really look at interest rates and margins right now. But until something changes, equities look attractive. I saw that at one point in time in 2012, John Deere borrowed money at a record low cost. Corporate America's flush with cash. Mm-hmm. Down the road, when they feel better about employment numbers or new hirings, they're going to have to build some new buildings. Um, this is a great time for the U.S. government to be borrowing money because we're borrowing at low cost. So there are some, and for me, I got to refi on my mortgage, save right. an extra six hundred bucks a month. That's going to be future economic spending, and thank God for it because otherwise, I would feel really, I'd feel a little bit more grim, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, if with all of this debt that's been refinanced over the longer period of time, and with Operation Twist buying longer term bonds, we could be setting up for a, a good decade of of nice growth if our Congress keeps spending level. If but if they continue to spend more and more money yeah. during this time, then we've got issues. Spinning your way out of a recession works sometimes. Spinning your way out of a recession doesn't work every time. You've got to stimulate out of a recession. Uh, you don't want to spend out of a recession. Number one thing I would like to see Congress do is uh, make it easier for small businesses to hire, make it easier for small businesses to make money. It, they can do that with certainty on what, what our tax bracket's going to be and what our health care costs are going to be. Isn't it crazy we live in a kind of a fluctuating tax bracket world? Over the last decade, yeah. I mean, look at all the changes in tax code between the, the you know two presidents that we've had, and you know you see times where capital gains were cut during a Democratic president, and the market rallied. Yeah. But yet, you continue to talk about higher taxes when the economy is failing. That's it's ridiculous. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm going to shock you with an IPO. That's coming up that you're going to be interested in that I'm going to first debut today on my 11 o'clock show on Cron 4, Rob Black and Your Money. It's a television show returning. Did it for eight years, took three years off. Hopefully you watch Rob Black and Your Money. Uh, I'm going to be posting clips from it on YouTube under Rob Black Show. Links to it on Twitter, Rob Black Show. I've got a Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, and a Facebook fan page, Cron 4, Rob Black. Heroin for Rob Black. People often ask me, is Rob my real name? It is. My real name, though, to friends and family is Robert. So, just so you know, not that you care. Anyhow, you're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
We have positive markets. First day of the second half of the year. First half of the year was great. Coming up, investing topics and more, including some emails. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. That's rob at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is both a hint as well as an explanation of what I do. The hint is Stefani Germanata. She's Lady Gaga. Born this way. She's known for dance hits, worldwide singles. The fame, born this way. Edge Glory. Clearly influenced by Britney Spears, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Queen. A lot of dance music. On my new show, Cron 4's Rob Black and Your Money. Stay on TV from 11 to 11.30. Mondays only for the first three months. And it's going to get two days. It's going to four days as we wrap quality. But dance music is going to be one of the insights that I throw out there as a potential investment. And you think I'm kidding? I'm not. Now, I love music, and I'm not one of those old fogies who stays with my old fogies rock and roll, although I'd like my Aerosmith, I like my Boston, but I don't stick with only that, because I've moved on. I got an email a couple months ago from a guy named Jim, who does the Iditarod, which I think is cruel and unusual punishment to animals. There's no need to do it in this day and age. None. Do you know how many animals have been saved by the research done on high performance? I don't think dogs should be running marathons. Call me crazy, but I let's just stop right there. We don't need to increase the stamina of house pets. Um, if you want to take your dog to the park, great. But let's not tie him to a rope with other dogs and, and yell mush. The amount of abuse in that industry is crazy. So yeah, I play music that I like. No doubt about it. But also, I play music to, to tell stories on the show. You know, Lady Gaga, we haven't heard from her in two years. But dance music has gotten bigger and stronger. Gold has had a flop. Ever since it hitting $1,900 an ounce, it's been nothing but a disaster, going down to $1,200 an ounce. It's no longer responding to what it's supposed to, fear. Am I saying it's never going to come back? I'm going to say for the average investor, you don't need it. For the average investor, you don't need to live in Lady Gaga days. You need to move on and find Daft Punk. You need to move out and find something new. If you like that kind of thing. I like my college alternative. I'll be honest with you. Lumineers playing at Red Rocks in Denver. Thumbs up. Coming in in August. S&P 500 is up 18th day, the Dow's up 149, the NASDAQ up 45. Markets are on the rise in the United States. There's some signs of growth in Japan. First half this year was stunning. 
you remember that first time you saw someone like, and you're like, that person is stunning. First half this year was stunning. Dow up 13, SP 500 up 12.6, Nasdaq up 12.7, Russell up 15. That's on top of last year's gains, on top of the previous year's gains, on top of the previous year's gains. I know you're saying, but you're missing out one important fact that the year before is a big mess. Absolutely, and that was the best time to buy. People that say dumb things like buy and hold is now buy and hope or buy and is dead, they're just idiots. They're trying to market something to you that they're smarter than you. Do you think Nike's dead? Do you think McDonald's is dead? Do you think IBM's dead? Pfizer, Merck, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America. I favor for the second half of this year, financials. Do you know who the biggest winner in tech was in the first half of the year? Who was the biggest winner in the first half of the year on tech? Who was the biggest loser in the first half of the year on tech? Answers coming up with Roberto Trebek. Roberto Trebek. Okay. The biggest winner was Microsoft. Who would have thought that? Biggest loser, IBM. I like IBM on pullback, so maybe I'm going to look at it. Financials were the top S&P 500 sector gainers in the second quarter. Utilities lagged. S&P 500 targets are starting to move up to about 1770 based on the fact that as the first two months of the year go, January and February, if they're positive, we've gone up 26 out of 26% times, of which the average total return was about 24% or up about 14%, thus saying another 10% on that 24%. I love consumer discretionary. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. My views may be contradictory to others. Because I see the U.S. consumer, well, no, no, I see the U.S. unemployed becoming more employed. And I see the U.S. employed as consumers. A lot of people have been saying the U.S. is the best house on a bad block. I agree with that. I like financials. They're expected to deliver 11% earnings growth versus only about 7% for the rest of the market. They're cheaper on a P.E. basis. I think they're going to benefit from a steeper yield curve. I like the sector. Also, I like health care. A lot of good drugs in the pipeline. Um, done. You're saying, okay, basic causes for optimism. Growth is more important than stimulus. We're seeing a little bit of growth. QE tapering talk is happening on a more durable economy back, and that will cause a transition, it will cause volatility, and it will cause buying opportunities. Low interest rates should drive money into stocks, in my opinion. I don't think interest rates are moving higher anytime soon, as far as the Federal Reserve and what they do. Causes for concern. Out-of-control Fed, slow-growth economy, Iran geopolitical risk, North Korea political risk, inflation, federal budget deficits, federal entitlements, tax reforms, declining profit margins. Here in the Bay Area, we've got a BART strike. And I'm like, you are so damn lucky that you have a government job with a government pension. Big me! You are such a big baby for going on strike and hurting the rest of your Bay Area economy. This didn't have to happen. And yeah, I understand that you're fighting for rights. We have to fight for the right. The party is the number one right that we have to fight for. But after that, it's up to you. Go for it. 
I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. But I did dig what, what Republican Ronald Reagan did with the air traffic control law. They went on strike, fired them all, brought in a new crew. That's what could happen. I like the threat of what could happen to push both sides to the table. Gold's 23% lower in the second quarter. Disastrous quarter. Is it a low? No. Are we close to one? Probably. Does the average investor need to own gold? Now. Now. I love it when you're talking to like a crabby female who does not want to change her opinion or a four-year-old child who has an opinion and ain't going to change it. And the answer is, do you want your green beans? Now. Do you want to go see White House down? Now. BlackBerry sh- shares just disaster. I don't need to go over that anymore, do I? I think I've covered that broad brush stroke numerous times. So today, today, day, 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 I'm launching a new show on Channel 4 Cron at 11 a.m., 11 to 30. A lot of the clips I'll post on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, but it's going to take some time to translate that. So we'll watch live. Now, I know you're saying, didn't you used to do a half-hour show on Cron? I did, and I gave it up because I kind of got bored. It's a lot of work, and I wasn't getting the feedback that I wanted. Whether it be radio or television, you have to give feedback. You can drop me feedback, rob at robblack.com. You can drop management at KDOW, the radio station you're listening to now. Go to kdow.biz and look for the feedback button. Whether you like something or hate something, you need to support it with feedback. If you're not going to spend your advertising revenue, dollars, on the advertisers, at least get feedback. Management loves feedback, even if it's something like, when Rob says, now, it hurts my ears. I will probably have to go into a meeting on Friday and talk about why I'm annoying people. Carl Icahn is one of those activist investors that I follow. And he's got an interest in Dell and not an interest in he had an interest in Netflix when it was $80 a share. It's more than quadrupled his money. So I should be interested in his interest in Dell. But you see how I play the game? Like, uh, sometimes right, sometimes wrong. S&P 500 is up 18 today. The Dow is up 149. The Nasdaq up 45. Don't be shy. It makes the show so boring when it just turns into monologue. I'm going to be sitting in with CFP Chad Burton on his show today from 1 to 2. Live here on KDOW.biz. I know you're saying you've got a busy day. I do. Gas prices are creeping lower. That's a tax break for the U.S. consumer and positive for consumer discretionary spending. Manufacturing number was better than expected. Day construction number, pretty good. Strength today in financials, healthcare, materials, and tech. I think those are the four top sectors for the second half of the year. Telecom services and utilities, not so much. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Material sectors climbed into the lead after having just a horrific, abysmal second quarter. I'd consider it because of that massive underperformance. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Pick up the phone, give me a call, 800-516-1220. Here's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Take it 
Stocks advance as a new report shows manufacturing. I'm trying to send out a tweet about launching my TV show again. It's really one of the best things that I feel I ever did in my life. It was a show that I ran for eight, nine years. Did well over a thousand shows, enjoyed it, but it was a lot of work to produce. And thus, I ultimately gave it up so I could focus on radio. And I'm getting back into it. Doesn't mean I'm going to give up radio. Um, I hope you watch, because it is the last thing that I do. I tried to do a national show last year. It wasn't meant to be. And I'm okay with that. I want you to try and fail. I tried last year to do a national show. I went through the whole process. And they're like, can you scream? I'm like, no. And you watch TV shows today, and most of them are scripted, just so you know. The Bachelor's scripted. The Bachelorette's scripted. They get models who want to be in TV shows, and they're like, hey, what, does, what do you do for a living? I was like, well, I sometimes plumb for my dad's company. Ah, you own a plumbing company. Media is so fake. And whether it's the restaurant rescues, whether it's the barbecue pit master show, which is cute. I have a friend who did a balloon show, and he was like, yeah, we, we made up scenarios. Like, we had... You know, this problem was that we had to do a big balloon installation in three hours. We actually had 48 hours if we wanted it, but we, we crunched, we created a scenario that was dramatic. That's media for you. Look at anything on TLC. House flippers. It's all made up. What's in my, my I just bought a, uh, a trailer and we're going to find out what's in it. Producers already know what's in it. Sometimes they've stocked it. So be careful on what you believe. This is a show that I'm going to be doing today at 11 to 11.30. Every Monday. I'm going to have experts on. It will be the very best in financial planning news. I promise you. Because I don't have to work for money anymore. I love that I work. Hopefully, uh, you love what you do. And I take chances and I fail. You know, whether it be a midlife crisis for you, it's okay to take a chance and fail. And what I want you to do is know the cost of what you're doing. But it's okay to take chances. One of my favorite phrases is sometimes take a pie in the face. Some days you're hip deep in pie. I love that. You know, if I fail at this again, screw you. At least I tried. Getting it launched the first time was a lot tougher than getting it launched the second time. But the second time took 18 months. Okay, here's my dance montage. Or my music montage. When you're in your 20s, you need to focus on your career. But you also need to start taking chances on expanding that career got a friend who's a map maker recently went back to graduate school so she could be like a senior map maker 
She's probably the oldest student in there. It's okay to try and fail. I don't want you to leave your job at IBM to go start a dot-com app company. Call it Yahoo with three O's. Calculated calculated chances. They're okay. Anyhow, that's it. No more dance montage for now. Uh, I saw a study recently, this was kind of interesting, about how a lot of people are dying in extreme sports now. A lot of triathletes. And what was interesting about it was the article pointed out that it's a lot of senior people. You know those Viagra commercials where it says, consult with your doctor to find out if your heart's healthy enough for sexual activity. Um, A lot of seniors shouldn't be running marathons. A lot of seniors shouldn't. And you should consult with your doctor. And again, it's it's conventional wisdom. Like, look at that. That's a 45-year-old guy who's running a marathon. Good for him. Look at that. That's a 55-year-old guy who's running a marathon. Good for him. And actually, he may be putting his life at risk. So don't take too many chances. Enough's enough. Okay, a couple more things to talk about today. Um, Ford's doing a recall. Recalls are typically built into companies' uh, insurance. So not always, but typically. So I don't get too worked up on that. Stocks are adding to gains, kicking off the second half of the year nicely. Citigroup reached a $968 million settlement with Fannie Mac. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, Fannie Mae. Citigroup reached an agreement to pay Fannie Mae $968 million over residential first mortgage claims. Settlement's going to resolve potential future claims on $3.7 million residential mortgages originated from 2000-2012. What you need to know about this is, 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 demon known. You go, man, $968 million, that's a lot of money. Well, now we know. Hedge fund manager David Einhorn's offshore gold fund tumbled 11.8% in June. That brought losses for the Greenlight Capital Management Gold Fund to down 20% for the year. His $8 million flagship portfolio lost 1.1% in June. Sock Gin's downgrading BlackBerry shares down another 5% today. Extremely disappointing numbers. Arizona unemployment hits a record high. Region continued to grapple with recession. The percentage of those out of work in the Eurozone is about 12.1% of the month. Up from 12% in April, and a marked drop from 11.3% recorded in May of last year. Construction spending is rising. Barclays cuts their gold target at 13.93 an ounce. I say it, it plays around in this area, should play around in this area, but I don't see the catalyst up. I don't see a huge catalyst down. A lot of the margin calls have already ruined the, the bears or the bulls. <clears throat> Apple's getting a nice upgrade today to strong buy from outperform. Yeah. Don't forget, I'm going to be on Cron 4 today at 11 o'clock. Feedback welcome. Don't tell me I'm ugly or fat. But you can watch today at four at 11 o'clock on Channel 4 Cron. It's Rob Black and your money. Take a break here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.